You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Hello? Anybody home? Today... I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose, and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to fall. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. Do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I just prove lies that are stamped with inefficiency? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. If you don't connect the dots, it's just the mass of what's all this about. 
you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. It is Monday, November 20th, 2023, Thanksgiving week. Talk about that a little bit later in the show, later on this week. If you want to reach out to the show, rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. On the website, all of our shows in the free archive. Stream them, download them, listen to them, share them with your friends. Would really appreciate that. If you listen on Spreaker, we get paid when you listen on Spreaker, so that would help us extra. And of course, you can always go to aftermath.media and sign up to the advertisement-free show. Aftermath is also very kind to us and allows us to keep our original subscribers. So if you're on our website and a subscriber, you can always resubscribe to the show at thesecretteachings.info. Otherwise, groundzero.radio, where you're all listening right now, groundzero.radio, groundzero.radio, Monday through Friday, right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. So it is Thanksgiving week, and Thanksgiving is a giving of thanks, of course, for the bounty of nature, the cornucopia. And Thanksgiving is not just an American holiday, and it has very little to do with the traditional story that we've been told, which is more so a cultural and nationalistic type of a myth. Every country has these. It's not bad. It just holds people together with these ideas and these uh, customs and kind of a universal origin story. But there were many different types of Thanksgivings, as we'll get into this week. And as I wrote about in my book, Occult Arcana, in the holiday section, uh, first Thanksgiving was probably a celebrated in the way that we understand it in St. Augustine, Florida, actually, my home state. And there was another Thanksgiving that was celebrated in Texas. And Thanksgiving really has more to do in American history with revolutionary war battles and victories. So again, that's something that's that's very unknown, and we'll talk about that this week as well. But the reason I'm bringing Thanksgiving up is not just because it's Thanksgiving week, but because when you think about Thanksgiving, you're giving thanks for the bounty, and you're feasting. And the feast is not something that is confined to, obviously, modern-day religious or cultural or holly holy day type practices. Feasts go back even if they're not a feast like, you know, a Golden Corral buffet, a feast goes back probably to the beginning of, at least the beginning of agriculture. I'm sure that, they, that, that there were feasts of some sort, even before agriculture. But agriculture, which gives us the green man, which gives us the, the horned god from where we get horny, which gives us Cernononos, gives us Osiris, uh, gives us the the Scandinavian uh, and the various uh, Asian gods and Hindu gods, and which is technically Asia, but you get all these different gods and goddesses. You know, Persephone, uh, Demeter. So it's not just gods; it's also goddesses, fertility goddesses, fertility princesses, princes, kings, queens. All these different things that relate to fertility, and especially if you're growing crops, there's always that concern that crops could fail and people would die. So you would certainly do everything and anything you could to make sure that those crops were protected and to make sure that they grew. And you, you'd also take 
10% of what you grew and you'd hide it away in case there was a failed harvest. And that is actually the origin, the agricultural origin of why people give 10% to the church. That's why you tithe 10% because of the agricultural uh, nature of, well, nature, yeah, where a lot of this, all this stuff came from. And that's where you get Osiris. That's where you get, um, well, think about Orion, for example, Orion's belt or Orion, the great hunter. And he's followed by Canis Major, the dog, the hunting dog. Well, the hunting dog is Anubis in Egypt and the great hunter Osiris is the god of agriculture, the green man, the hunter. He kills the wild beasts. He prepares for the new age, for something new to be birthed, which is eventually a resurrection of himself. It is Horus, which you find in the the, the Saturn and his children myth, Kronos and his children myth. It's the, the father's son. It's Star Wars, Joseph Campbell. It's Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and, and all that. And so if you look at the name Orion, Orion originally spelled a little bit differently because we have you know so many different languages and things are translated, but Orion originally meant sperm. So it was a seminal fluid and that would impregnate the earth. And the sun is a symbol of that. Um, I'm not saying I t- completely agree with mainline Egyptologists or archaeologists anywhere in the world when they talk about the obelisk being a symbol of the sun uh, uh, frozen in time. But it is certainly on one level that because it penetrates the earth. And as it penetrates the earth, it, you know, ejaculates and we get we get our, our food. That's a good thing, right? It's fertility. And then you also have people that would, you know, maybe they would have have uh, ritual relations in a field, uh, in, you know, in a, in a place where you're planting crops, hoping to impart that that sexual energy so that the crops don't die or so that the crops grow strong. A lot of it, it all has to do with survival, all of it. And what would happen is, and this isn't just a Christian story. I know Christians think that this is just a Christian story. This is not just a Christian story. It is the story. It is the essential story. It is the human story. And that story is the drinking of the wine and the consuming of the bread. Because if you don't have the bread and the wine you don't have those two things because you don't have wheat you don't have grapes you don't have any of the things that you need for what we consider to be more agriculturally um, oriented civilization which obviously we we benefit greatly from that right you know we just take stores for granted so the grapes turned into wine that's alchemy And the wheat turned into bread. That's alchemy. And it's always said that the God resides in the crops. Osiris was the stock of wheat. You know, wheat and the ergot fungus that grew on the wheat was very important in Greece. They would use that for the hallucinogens uh, in the the temples. Uh, And then, of course, you have the blue water lily, which was also used in... in, I, I just watched the first Christopher Nolan Batman movie. And, you know, he has he's with the League of Shadows and he's training... And the blue, the blue flower he gets, and that's the hallucinogen. And that's actually what the, um, I think that's the same thing the scarecrow is using to, to, he's using fear to control people. And Batman has to learn to not be afraid in order to, to over, overcome the fear of death, which is, it's it, all of it's a mystery school tradition. That's what the Batman movie was. And then by the third movie, 
you know, Batman learns, Bruce Wayne learns, you know, you have to, you have to accept death in a way, memento mori, because if you don't, then you're never going to be able to succeed. You, you have to have that fear of death that propels you forward. So he goes through this whole transformation. We, we do a whole show on Batman and the, and the symbolism and significance of Batman. Um, I mean, I, I like Christopher Nolan's writing, and he clearly understands all this stuff as well. So the point is, the God is in the crops. So you drink the wine, and you eat the bread. And what does that sound like? It's the communion. It's the Holy Communion. Now, there's another version of that communion. The other version of that communion is the unholy communion, where you don't drink the wine as a symbol of the blood of the God, and you don't eat the bread as a symbol of the body of the God. You do the opposite. You drink blood as a symbol of the impure, and you eat flesh as a symbol of the unpure. So an unholy communion would be literal blood drinking and cannibalism, for example. So you find that not in some creepy horror movie. You find that in real life. I mean, take a look at the story of of Army Hammer. Remember that story? The cannibalism and the stuff he wanted to do and, and did in some cases do to some of those women. But you have a whole list of people that, that, are, that get into this. I mean, Megan Fox... Machine Gun Kelly, you have Angelina Jolie, Billy Bob Thornton, Peter Thiel. The list goes on and on with these celebrities. I mean, Jim Park, Julia Fox, and so on and so forth. Lil Nas X, and so on. Courtney Kardashian, Travis Barker, even Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk used his own blood for that uh, that like specialty skateboard, just like Lil Nas X. Uh, Kiss once printed a comic book that was using, it had like ink that contained their blood. So this is a very common thing. It's in Hollywood. It's movies, music. And you find that there is a deeper meaning to all this stuff. It's not just for shock value, right? It's not just for sensationalism. It's not just for metaphor. It's literal. There's a literal way that this is done. And the literal way that this is done, I think, in a way, is uh, ritualistic in the sense that it is all about the ritual, the unconscious, and uh, playing on those unconscious themes, archetypes, etc. Another part of it is probably, to some degree, let's say blackmail, or it could be the, the, the whipping of people into a frenzied state. Like, for example, if you're brought into, let's say, uh, you know, an office or room, you know, maybe, maybe you're like this, this actress from Orange is the New Black, Taryn Manning, and you're brought into, let's say, a room and you're asked to drink something and that thing that you're asked to drink, you don't know what it is. You're not sure where it comes from, what, what it contains. You've seen other people drink it, and I mean a physical thing. And they act, they start acting differently almost immediately. They start acting very strange. And I, I think that, again, there's a bunch of different ways to interpret this, but people like Taryn Manning say, no, this is real. 
And if you don't drink this in Hollywood, they will come after you, harass you, follow you, target you, blackball you. So whatever it is that they want them to drink, in her case, she calls it gold juice. This is something that other people have talked about as well. And if you do drink it, you get the fame, you get the fortune, and you also, well, you you change. It's like something possesses you. Something takes over. And that is a very scary thing to think about. She legitimately, I mean, she's an actress, right? So if somebody's an actress, you got to be very careful, right? About whether you can, like, can you trust her and Manning? She's an actress. Can you trust her? Maybe this is just part of the way in which, you know, she's promoting herself. But it seems like a weird way to do that because this video went viral. And I'll play it for you. It's just like a weird way to promote yourself. Like, oh, yeah, I was offered golden juice. And like, why would you get involved in all that conspiracy talk? Like, I mean, I, I guess, you know, for some people that that maybe that works for their career, but usually it doesn't. And if you can hear that sound in the background, I got some jets flying over here. They're already on to me. They're going <laughs> to take me. I got a drone flying over and take me out here in the studio. <laughs> That's a big one. So whatever it is that they want them to drink, this is what she said. And there's a lot more to this without knowing what's in it, even if you did know what's in it. It might not be anything. It could be hallucinogenic. It could not be. And it could just be ritual. It could just be blackmail. It could be it could be anything. We have no idea what it is. But it changes people. And it makes them a part of that system. And I find it to be, when I see her say this, and I hear her say this, it, she sounds very sincere. Um, like she's... Like she's legitimately scared. And I don't know what you think if you've heard this, but I want you to listen to it if you have heard it. I want you to listen to it again. If you haven't heard it, I'm going to play it for you. Taryn Manning on a podcast, and she's going to tell you what she was offered in Hollywood. She's on the Whitney Cummings podcast. So I'm going to play this clip for you. Just listen to it. And then we'll continue our conversation. I also want you to keep in mind that uh, the reason I started tonight's show out with the, you know the Thanksgiving stuff is because you think about Thanksgiving and feast, and you get to the you get to the, the you know the, the the body and the blood of the Savior, and then once you get into that, you start to you start to realize that well, there is an unholy communion, and well, they're doing this in Hollywood, and this is not a joke. These people are very serious, and uh, some of them like like this lady are legitimately scared. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. You don't drink the gold and juice. So. And I'm sorry for the music. I, I don't know why they have that music in there. Was that the, I got five on it. I got five on it. Sorry about the music. That's all I could find for the clip. You don't drink the gold juice. So I was offered the gold juice three times in my 20s, my 30s, and What's my 40s. P? <laughs> A lot of golden showers. In the Burbank. gold juice that I will live forever and I'll have whatever I want. The gold juice. You never offered the gold juice? No, I'm it's, I'm a scumbag comic. What's the gold juice? I don't know. I don't know, but I didn't drink it and I didn't want it. And is this in I a notice when all the girls, certain girls on orange um, change? Yeah, it's a real thing. It's like a real thing. Like it's all a real thing. And it's scary because they send like people after you and they can like kind of moonlight as like a friend or, you know, and, and they're wolf in sheep's clothing. And, and, and listen. 
you can have everything you want, all the fame in the world, all the money. I'm like, hmm, what if I just drank it for the night? You know what I mean? Like, what if I, and I don't know what it is. It's, if it's a metaphor for the gold juice, like, you feel what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying? Mostly. And um, if there's a tincture that makes you younger, I better know where <laughs> you better let me in on this. You know, I, the thing about this kind of stuff is I, I don't know who this woman is that runs this podcast. I don't I've never heard of her podcast before, but it's this is stuff's always a joke to people. And it's like, is, no, it's not a joke. And maybe it's a, maybe it is a metaphor. Maybe it's symbolic. Maybe you drink. It could just be piss. You know, it could be yellow. Um, it could just be water with yellow dye in it. But. When it, it could be placebo like, you know, you consume this, the body of your savior and the blood of your savior, and it fills you up. And people that go to church, that go to the Catholic church in particular, with all the symbols, all the pomp, pageantry and ritual. And they go through that process of taking the bread, taking the wine or the grape juice. And they feel Jesus, they feel God, they feel the divine in them, Right. That's a thing. People feel that. They legitimately feel that. Uh, I wouldn't call it a frenzied state, but some people might go into a frenzied state, especially if you watch those, you know, those videos where the the guy's up there dancing around and you know he's tapping his feet and you know moving his hand back and uh, you know Christ and God and God God and then he smacks him in the head and I said walk my son. Well, people get into frenzies like that, and it could just be water with with yellow dye in it. It could just be tartrazine. It could be yellow five, yellow six. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. So I think that this isn't funny. And I'm serious about that. It's not funny. I mean, I look at this woman again, maybe she's an actress. So maybe she's, she, she seems legitimately scared and it's, but it's weird that she's also in the video because there's the video of the podcast. She's also wearing a golden shirt and golden glasses. Now we're not talking about being mature and be like, Oh, golden showers. I mean, maybe golden showers. I'm sure that they give some golden showers. I, you know, I'm sure that's a thing, but that's, that's like, it's like a fe- sexual fetish thing. That's not really something to, to blackmail somebody with or to get someone to act in a different, strange way. There's, there's something here that is, just beyond the veil. That's the feeling I get. Just beyond the veil. I don't know how far beyond the veil, but just beyond the veil. And that's the point of this show is to look just beyond the veil. And that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to look through all these stories and we're going to look into myth. We're going to look into history. We're going to look into religious texts. We're going to look at the pop culture angle to this because when you think about being offered something it doesn't matter what it is you're offered golden juice and when you you drink it you have fame and fortune and you change and you become different and when that happens it's almost like you become possessed and then oh you're really talented and, and you know there, if you've seen american horror story i mean american horror story season 10 has it, the whole storyline's about this. You take this black pill, and this black pill makes you a really good writer. But then you start craving blood. And so you're consuming, you know, you go get raw meats and blood, and 
then you start figuring out that the purest blood is the blood of a child. It's the blood of an infant. So literally, here's American Horror Story telling you, oh, and it's scary, and it's horror, and it's gross, and it's horrific, and it's like, oh, it's uncomfortable and disturbing. But here's American Horror Story telling you, hey, you take this pill, you start craving blood, you drink blood, and then you learn how to write really well, and your show gets greenlit for Netflix, which is what happens in the show. But there's more to it than that. The TV show Evil, which in my opinion isn't a particularly well-done show, but the subject matter is really interesting. And uh, the main character, she has a, a therapist that she goes and sees, and he gets more involved in the show as it goes along, and he makes a deal with the devil. And in order to, he wants to write about an experience he had because he's stepping into the supernatural in the show and starting to believe a little bit more in it. And he is told that in order to write well, he needs to cut himself and drop blood on the computer screen. And then as soon as he does that, he's got like this little musical device. And as he plays it, his muse comes and it helps, which is where music museum, things like that comes from in terms of the etymology, of the words, and he can write really well. And then I think, I think it's, it's definitely the same episode. I think it's like probably toward the end of the episode. I haven't seen an episode for a while, but it's toward the end of the episode. He learns that what he's writing is actually in reverse. So he's writing in reverse, which is the way that you write a curse. You write it in reverse. You invert things. L-I-V-E-E-V-I-L. Live evil. L-O-V-E. Love. All you need is love or all you need is E-V-O-L. Evil. L-I-F-E-E-F-I-L. Ephil. It's twilight language. It's the same vibratory, uh, same vibration, same frequency. It's Masarimoto's work with the water and the crystals. It's real. It's real. Golden juice, ambrosia, which, what is ambrosia? In the, in the myth and in the Greek stories, which the word ambrosia just means immortal, what does it mean? It, it, it's a honey-flavored beverage. So what is honey? Honey's golden-flavored. It's a honey-flavored beverage. When you eat it, you consume that nectar of the gods, you become immortal. I mean, isn't that just a perfect symbol of Hollywood? All these celebrities, all these famous actors and actresses, these beautiful people, Marilyn Monroe, she's immortal. wonder if she drank the golden juice. You know, Clark Gable, who I share, share a last name with, Clark Gable, people like that. I mean, name somebody. They're immortal. Isn't there a Twilight, I think there's a Twilight Zone episode too where that lady's like, there's like an actress who, she's like Egyptian and she's lived for thousands of years and she's still an actress in Hollywood. I think that's the Twilight Zone. In fact, let me look that up because that, that was a weird episode. Let's see, Twilight Zone. Egyptian actress. Yeah, Queen, Queen of the Nile. Is that the episode? It's 1964. That might be the episode. I could be wrong about that, but uh, anyway, these are things we're going to explore tonight and I want you to sit back and I want you to have an open mind and I want you to be able to see that what I'm showing you, I'm going to play the clip. I'm going to tell you the article. I'm going to give you the biblical reference. I'm going to tell you the mythological origin of this or that. That's what we do on this show. That's the secret teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We got a big show for you. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to reach out to the show, rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. Groundzero.radio is the stream. That's groundzero.radio. If you're not listening there, then you're not going to hear the show. 
find the show in, in the archive afterwards at thesecretteachings.info and then of course aftermath.media for the ad-free version. If you have questions about that or anything else, email me and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Don't want to miss tonight's show. Really important stuff. Don't go anywhere. Parahistory and the paranormal to the parapolitical and para occult. You're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash the secret teachings. Are you ready for more of The Secret Teachings? My Secret TV! No, it's not TV. It's The Secret Teachings on Late Night Radio. Well, I got plenty of secret stuff, too. Here are the three ways to listen. Number one, live Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. Number two, searching for the free archive on any podcast radio player or our website. Number three, subscribing at aftermath.media or resubscribing at thesecretteachings.info. Tune in, turn off the TV, and subscribe today. I'm ready. I'm ready. Thank you for your support. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. I hope you find it enlightening. Do all the exploring you want, all the drilling, the dirt you want. You're not going to find hell. You can take spaceships. Now you're not going to find heaven. They're not physical places. Joseph Balsamo had captured the interest of Dr. Mesmer, who was striving in vain for the scientific recognition of his great discovery, the curative powers of hypnotism. Joseph, without knowing it, for years, you have been practicing hypnotism. Hypnotism? Yes. I never even heard of the word. <laughs> Very few have. <laughs> but it's an art which was forgotten when the world grew old. Are there many more amongst your people who've got that power of, of healing? My mother had a guess. I said she was a witch, so they hanged her. You loved her very deeply why talk about it because I think that from a strong bond of love and sympathy you've been handed those magnetic powers have your assessors look into it look into what this mean this blasphemy it's just kids dies out on its own or it's slender man a freshman committed suicide last week at St. Andres his parents think he got caught up in something online did your daughters hear anything in that Melinda's Challenge video? Yes, they said they heard a voice coming from my room while I was watching the video. But I listened to all 95 minutes of that stupid video, and there was no voice. Yes, there was. Listen to this. You guys hear anything? No. 
good because that is a 17,000 hertz range, which is the range that only people under 16 can hear. Now, this is what they're really hearing. That is a voice that is encouraging kids on how to commit suicide. Oh my God. That is a suicide instruction meme that only teenagers can hear. Why? Because some people like to do bad things. There's never any magic. Only conjuring tricks. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. We have the video clip of the actress, Taryn Manning, dressed in gold, with gold glasses, talking about how she was offered golden juice by Hollywood elite. Something that for a long time has been a quote-unquote conspiracy theory. Whatever the hell that's even supposed to mean. Golden juice. It's like ambrosia. The nectar of the gods, which is usually honey or syrup-like. Now, it's probably metaphoric, though they were probably, and by they I mean this lady and others in Hollywood, have been offered literal yellow beverages. It could be something like lemonade. Maybe it's just lemonade. Maybe it's yellow food coloring in water. Maybe it's a symbolic sort of libation that you pour out into your temple and vessel and let it be filled up with what this symbol represents. You can call it evil. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But this is way too common to hear things like this. It's way too common to hear about how very powerful people drink or inject blood into themselves. The blood of younger people. There are companies that do this legally and in whatever way it is possible professionally. If you go to the state of California, you can find a company that will gladly inject the blood of young people into your body because it is believed that that will reverse the aging process. And it's been believed that that would be the case from the time of Elizabeth Bathory. Elizabeth Bathory, who would bathe in the blood of the young virgin maidens that she'd have brought into the castle while her husband was away. And she believed that it would reverse the aging process, or at the very least, prevent her skin from aging. In a sense, she'd become immortal. So blood really is ambrosic-like. If you go to the internet and type this in, I'm going to give you a, a headline, type this in. You can see that it's not just a belief. It's not just a superstition or some kind of weird blackmail thing or something like that. If you go to the internet and type in Stanford University, young blood, old mouse or old mice. At first, when this came out nine years ago, I was all over it. Talked about it on the show. Infusion of young blood recharges brains of old mice. Stanford now has on their website... And this is partially where the Ambrosia company came from. And there's a couple of other companies as well. But this is a recent article 
in 2018 about young blood at Stanford Medicine Magazine. Injections of blood plasma from young people show promise for helping Alzheimer's patients regain some ability to perform basic daily tasks that are crucial for independence, according to a small early phase Stanford clinical trial. That's a new one. The original one, infusion of young blood recharges brains of old mice study finds. On spatial memory tests, old mice given infusions of blood plasma from young mice outperformed old mice who got plasma from old mice. The infused mice also exhibited corresponding neurophysiological changes. Ladies and gentlemen, folks, this is not an opinion. This is not just a belief anymore. If it ever was a belief, the belief could have been based on something very scientific, if you will. This is mainline, big, official, quote-unquote credible, whatever that word means, universities like Stanford, saying if you inject the blood from a young creature into an older creature, it will actually help with cognition. It will create positive neurophysiological changes. And we just sit back and think, oh, well, that's just a silly study. There's nothing to it. It's like Elizabeth Bathroom was doing this Hundreds of years ago. It, the idea came from somewhere and it, you know, call it superstitious or not, but like, like we don't use mercury anymore. Well, they still do have thimerosal mercury derivatives in some vaccines, which is where the, where the, the, some people that don't like vaccines say it's in every vaccine. It's not. And some people that love vaccines and never question science because they see them as the priestly class. They think, oh, there's no mercury in vaccines. It's like in the middle ground there, there are there is thermorosal and aluminum and formaldehyde and other things that contradict the CDC's own guidelines on mercury and aluminum and formaldehyde. So objectively speaking, you know, somewhere in the middle is where the truth resides. Same thing with this blood stuff. Okay, Elizabeth Bathory was doing this stuff in the 15 and 1600s. This practice goes back thousands of years. I mean, if you want to read... Some of the earliest accounts of this, we don't know how old, just go back to Leviticus. Go back to the book of John in the Bible. One of many, many sacred texts that talk about this, where God makes a covenant with man and says, the blood is the life. That's the life force. And in Leviticus 17, 13 through 14, this is what it says. Therefore, I say to the Israelite people, which is a, it's a symbol of all people because we're all wondering in search of the promised land, which is an internal realization, as Joseph Campbell points out. You shall not partake of the blood of any flesh, for the life of all flesh is its blood. Anyone who partakes of it shall be cut off. That's why in the Bhagavad Gita, the Bhagavad Gita says that you shall not consume carnivora, because it is unclean. Or if you do consume animal flesh and, you know, stuff like that, it limits your ability to connect to source, which is why in all the mystery schools, you'd abstain from sex, you'd abstain from meat, you'd abstain from any kind of social interaction, you'd abstain from all the typical things that you do. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's permanent, but in order to be initiated, in order to under, to connect to the divine, to have that experience, an altered state of consciousness, talk to God, talk to the spirits, whatever you want to call it, you have to abstain from those worldly things. Sex doesn't mean you can't have sex again. Meat doesn't mean you can't eat meat again. Alcohol doesn't mean you can't drink again. 
but you shouldn't get drunk on sex. You shouldn't get drunk on alcohol. You shouldn't get drunk on meat. Those kinds of things. That's what these sophisticated, philosophical, psychological, and cultural systems were teaching people thousands of years ago. The blood is the container of the life force, and the body is the container of the blood of the container of the life force. This is why the, I think she's a wicked magician, the wicked magician Marina Abramovic paints in blood, semen, and breast milk because the blood is the life force, the semen is the life seed, and the breast milk is the life-nurturing substance. And when you put all those things together and you paint the effigy, the golem, you bring it to life. You're feeding the spirits. That's why they call it spirit cooking. It's a, der- it's a derivative of Aleister Crowley's Cake of Light where they would use honey and milk. And what exactly does that sound like? Sounds like, well, it's like a soul cake that we're giving out in Europe. Soul cakes, hot cross buns, or, well, if you're involving the milk and the honey, it kind of sounds like ambrosia. So Elizabeth Bathory was doing this stuff a long, long time ago. And now, if we may say science has caught up with these old superstitions, which weren't so superstitious, how did they figure this out so long ago? You know, I'm just infatuated with this kind of stuff. And I want to point out always that, like, you know, I was on Ground Zero last week with Clyde, and we had a really great show. We did the Oracle cards, etc. And I, I, somebody called in and said something about adrenochrome. Now, listen, if you, if you can prove to me that adrenochrome is a real thing, I'll buy it. I mean, in the sense that it's being consumed. I mean, I mean, adrenochrome, let's put it this way. Adrenochrome is a real chemical compound, okay? It's produced by the oxidation of adrenaline. Okay, so that's, it's a real thing. Now, we can speculate that that's why people are dealing in blood, particularly in Hollywood. We can speculate that's why. I'm still yet to be convinced that that's the specific reason why. Okay, it, it, maybe it is. In fact, it, I'm leaning more above 50% that it probably is. But this ambrosia can be a lot of different things. It could just be blood itself because it's symbolic of the life force. Because if you're drinking the blood, in order to have this, this, you know, this adrenaline rush and, and to consume that in someone that's being tortured, etc., that's not always what happens. A lot of times the blood drinking is like Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. You know, if you don't really have that adrenaline pumping through you because you're about to be killed or you've been tortured or whatever the case is, and you just cut yourself and your partner drinks your blood, you're not really drinking adrenochrome. So that's why that's why I don't like using that word because it doesn't adequately represent all of what's going on here with the subject. Again, that doesn't mean it's not a, a, a real thing. It's like it is a it's a chemical compound. That doesn't mean. That's why Megan Fox was drinking Machine Gun Kelly's blood or why Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie were dealing in blood or any of that. Part of it. I just want, you've got to be more objective about this. And when you just run around being like adrenochrome, 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 it sounds really stupid. And I don't like, I don't like sounding stupid. I don't like being associated with that. So it's an ego thing for me. Sure. <laughs> I just get tired of it because it makes the whole thing sound stupid. We've got to have some objectivity about this. It's the same thing with QAnon, Right. I told you from the very beginning when QAnon began, I said, this is counterintelligence. This is Operation Trust the Plan. It's very intelligency, very communistic. Going back to the 20s and the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia, I don't like this. 
It's a way to round up political dissidents and identify people that disagree with the state. I don't like this. I, I don't believe it. I think it's based on what David Petraeus said. I think it's a, it's a, it's a computer. It's algorithmic. It's a soci, self-organizing collective intelligence that feeds you what you want to know, what you want to hear. And what did QAnon do? QAnon distracted from all the real, the literal real emails of Hillary Clinton, which then became a giant joke. And it was brushed under the rug because everything became QAnon. Oh, it's so fake. Yeah, it, most of it was fake. But those emails from Hillary Clinton that talked about things like sacrificing a chicken, those Clinton emails that talked about other similarly related things, those were very real emails. Okay? And the spirit cooking thing was very real. It's, it's, there's video of it. It's not an opinion. Tony and John Podesta being invited to the spirit cooking ritual. That's Clinton's advisor. This is real. You know, George Bush at Skull and Bones. That's real. But to what extent is it real is the question. And you have to be careful because there's always counterintelligence, especially when it comes to Jeffrey Epstein. That's what part of this stuff was, too. It's, it, and he was an intelligence agency asset officially. He was part of the CIA, part of the Mossad, part of the MI6, blackmail, extortion, etc. You can't trust these things and you can't just use these buzzwords like adrenochrome without trying to explain it and trying to better understand it. Because if we don't do that, we're going to get lost. We're going to get consumed by the algorithm and consumed by the, the counterintelligence, just like most of ufology has succumbed to it. So I think we need to be really careful of that. It doesn't matter what the subject is. You've got to be really, really careful of that. So we go back to American Horror Story, Season 10, The Black Pill, right? Um, the Black Pill, when you consume it, is granting you this incredible ability. It was designed by a person called the chemist who accidentally discovered it, it, it unlocks your talents and unlocks your abilities. And then you start to crave, well, blood. And you lose your talents once you stop consuming that blood and you eventually get to the point where you have to consume more pure blood. Or you realize that the purest blood gives you the, the ability to write, etc. So, what does that sound like? Oh, it's a fiction. It's all made up. It's not real. That's just American horror story. Yeah, they drink the baby's blood and then they can write for Netflix. Like, what do you think that idea comes from anyway? That's pretty, pretty out there, right? That's pretty, pretty direct. It's pretty brazen. Well, they just want you to think that's what happens in Hollywood. They just want you to think that that's what people that are in elite echelons of society do. It's like, okay, I want you to think about this for a second. Interesting correlation. Um, I would assume that the Aztecs probably didn't sacrifice people in the way that we think. I mean, they certainly sacrifice people. Every culture has. Um, but what would they f famously do? If you watch Apocalypto, Mel Gibson, they rip the heart out, right? That was the priestly class, like the priest in the road to El Dorado who was just crazy nuts, just got to sacrifice, 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 sacrifice. But nobody else was really into that. Just the crazy priest. Well, you find an embodiment of that crazy priest in the people that have pushed the mRNA COVID vaccines 
to the point of just insanity and delusion, like obsessive compulsive people lining up to get four shots, five shots, dressing in costumes to go get shots. So they don't, they don't, you know, they, they can pretend to be somebody else. People are dressing up, dressing up like, you know, a guy was dressed up like a woman to get an extra shot. Like some people are actually crazy about it. Like it's a cult. And what's the main, main side effect? It's myocarditis. It's myocarditis. Swelling of the heart. It's the same priestly class today. So when you apply that to, let's say, pop culture, Hollywood, you would apply that to, you know, elite echelons of politics, etc. You find something kind of similar going on with blood. You think back to Elizabeth Bathory, Vlad the Impaler. And for what we know about those stories, that kind of thing still happens today. That's all war is. War is a giant blood ritual. Look what those soldiers were doing in Ukraine. See the videos of the soldiers in Ukraine? They were cutting themselves, dripping the blood in the soil around a, a, a godlike totem. That's the German Blut ritual, the blood in rich uh, soil ritual. It's not just German, but it's a blood and soil ritual. I think that was like the lightning god or something, kind of like Thor. They're literally just pouring their blood out in the soil to a god. And we're supposed to believe, oh, this isn't an occult war. With swastikas on the Ukrainian tanks and these Zs that were painted on the Russian tanks, it's not an occult war or anything. Or the barracks in Ukraine that had a black magic symbol that incorporated voodoo and Chinese black magic, the coup, and a bunch of other things. Oh, it's just all coincidental, right? It has nothing to do with, it's not real magic. It's just all, it's just, it's just all, it's all made up. It's all fiction. No, it's real. It's real. The fiction is not so fiction. Because fiction mirrors and mimics nonfiction. Art mimics reality. And then sure, reality can begin to mimic art and it goes back and forth. That's an occult war. Look at, look at Israel. It's literally, it's the hexagram of Rimfam from the book of Acts in the Bible. It's the hexagram which is in, it incorporates all uh, of the elements. It's a powerful elemental symbol. It's a symbol of the infernal world, the black cube, Saturn. And they're projecting the symbol, whether it's the Israeli flag or not, on all these buildings around the world, exactly like when Stranger Things, about the upside-down inverted world, they projected Stranger Things on all these buildings, from the Empire State Building to monuments around the world, opening rifts up. Now they project they projected the hexagram on all these. It's like, what do you think? This is an occult war. Symbols run the world. Symbols rule the world. It's the same Aztec priest. It's the same El Dorado priest. It's the same people that want to rip your heart out on the altar and drink your blood. It's a very small percentage of people, but this is what they do. Look at Lady Gaga's that art show she did with Marina Abramovic, where they got the woman, where she went to the art show. It wasn't hers, but they got the woman laying down in the bathtub of blood. I mean, what does that strike you as? M&M's 3 a.m.? It's almost 3 a.m. in the morning, you know, morning, and you're in a nightmare. It's horrible, and he's in the bathtub of blood. I mean, look at, you know, Whitney Houston, in the bathtub, look at uh, uh, Lady Gaga did the, the bathtub song. Um, uh, it was a Mary the Night where she steps on the mirror, broke with broken mirrors upside down and she's in the bathtub. And then, of course, Taylor Swift in the episode uh, or that's the episode, the, 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 the song where she says, sorry, I can't come to the phone right now. Why? The real Taylor Swift's dead. You know, Taylor can't come to the phone right now. She's dead. And she's in the bathtub with all that all that wealth. And then they show her in the golden cage where she's eating lobster and drinking champagne and she can't get out. She's trapped by the bodyguards that, that guard that cage because she's controlled by the industry. Why do you think that woman got so big so fast? You think it's a coincidence that the name of her tour is called Eris? 
which is the goddess of misfortune and strife, who throws the golden ambrosia apple. You think that's coincidental? That she's quote-unquote dating or whatever, this football player, Travis Kelsey, who's the spokesperson for the Pfizer vaccine for fighting what COVID variant? Eris? What are the what are the cosmic chances of that? They say though the Eris COVID variant spreading around the world. Really interesting because Taylor Swift's spreading around the world on her Eris tour. It's an occult war, man. It's not it, none of this stuff that we talk about. It's all based on look up what I'm saying. It's all based on something like the two COVID variants that are out, Eris and Pyrola. What is Eris? It's the goddess of strife and, and misfortune. It would be the goddess of, of, of death and chaos and destruction and abortion and uh, destroying life. And what is Pyrola? Pyrola is a name. It's penis. It's so it's literally the yoni and the, and the penis or the, the, the vagina and the penis. It's, it's literally yin yang yab yum it's the intertwining of these two things, but in an inverted way, instead of the, the, the entwined DNA strands to create life, it's inverting that and, and destroying life. Sucking out the innocent blood in American Horror Story to be able to write, translating that energy into something that's, that's fictional to make money or to get famous or whatever. You know, it's... It, it sounds so crazy. It sounds so insane. I, I think it sounds crazy. Okay, I think it sounds insane. But then I sit here and I'm like, okay, well, there's American Horror Story. Okay, there's the TV show Evil. Those are just two recent ones. I mean, there's just so many examples of this, I can't even think of them all. Most of you probably send me emails and be like, what this show, this show, exactly, 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 exactly. I know, I know, it's it's everywhere. This whole thing started tonight because I was reading about Tar and Manning. I never watched The Orange is the New Black, but I, I know of the show, and she was on that show, and she said that a lot of the people, well, there's a lot of like sexual abuse and other things on that show, which is just, you know, very standard and typical. And I know women always think like, yeah, that's right. It's it's women. Women are abused. It's like, let me tell you something. In Hollywood, even Terry Crews was sexually assaulted. Okay, you know the 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 the, the he uh, what was it? President was it Camacho in Idiocracy? Big black guy, hilarious. I, 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 anything he's in, I'll watch it. I love him. Big big guy. He was sexually assaulted at a, at a party in the open by a guy in Hollywood. It's not just women. It's all of them. I mean, look at Lana Del Rey. Who's she hanging out with? Harvey Weinstein. Who get, who set that up? Oprah Winfrey. So like there's, there's, there is reality. I'm not going to use the word truth. I can't stand using that word anymore because it's been so hijacked. There's reality to this. There's a pipeline from Jeffrey Epstein to Hollywood and, and Harvey Weinstein. And probably over to Muno Bell in Belgium, which is Bell. Who is Bell? Bell, Ball, God, the God of Moloch, Ramfam, the hexagram. Don't sacrifice your kids to Moloch while Israel commits mass genocide against Palestinians. Regardless of what your opinion is on that conflict, they are committing open genocide with white phosphorus and carpet bombing a civilian area, which is over 50% children. Talk about not sacrificing your children to Moloch. Where did the Christians go on that? Don't sacrifice your kids to Moloch 
probably can't tell you the Bible verse, but they'll repeat it over and over again. And then when this is happening in in Gaza, it's like totally fine because they got to support Israel. All this, it's just so delusional. Every way you slice it, every way you cut it, it's so delusional. It's so delusional. It's so, there's so many double standards, so much hypocrisy. It's insane. What do we do with it? What do we do about it? We, we, we hash it out on this show. So uh, Taryn Manning, she goes on this podcast and she says that she was offered the gold juice. I'm going to play this for you. The only video I could find, because again, I don't have TikTok. I don't have a band from Twitter, so I can't really, I, and I, did, I couldn't find it on YouTube. And by the time, you know, you, you listen to this, maybe a week from now, it might be on YouTube. I couldn't find it on YouTube. Um, Although maybe if I try it again right now, it'll probably pop up and make me look silly. Let's let's just see. Uh, maybe I can find it. This is real, real show here. Uh, yeah, there's always always like all this commentary about it. Maybe this is see like this is the one. You don't drink the. Gold. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same one. They got the I got five song in the background. But just go ahead and listen to it again. This is this is what she says about the gold juice in Hollywood. If it'll play, I just had it playing. Come on. Here we go. I drink the Kool-Aid. You don't drink the gold juice. So I was offered the gold juice three times in my 20s, my 30s, and What's my 40s. What's that? Pee? <laughs> A lot of golden showers. In the Burbank. gold juice that I will live forever and I'll have whatever I want. The gold juice. You never offered the gold juice? No. I'm. Now, as she says live forever and have whatever she wants. You know, a lot of people obviously interpret that as very physical, right? Like you'll live forever. And you'll have all the wealth and whatever you want, like the guy in the Matrix. I know the stake isn't real, but I don't care. I want to be somebody famous and rich. Whatever you want. Just wants the codes to Zion, last human city. That's all the machines want. It's just all this stuff that's promised to you, but like it's not physical, eternal life. It's it, it, I mean, it is a form of immortality. Like Napoleon is Napoleon's, you know, the new movie's coming out or did come out. I don't forget when it comes out. Napoleon uh, is immortal, right? Napoleon's immortal. I mean, hell, Elizabeth Bathory is immortal. Nikola Tesla's immortal, although he's been kind of written out of history. Thomas Edison's immortal. Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong's immortal. You know, if you want to talk about the 65 million people he killed, which makes Adolf Hitler look like a sixth man on the bench at a you know NBA team, uh, he's putting up 65 points and Hitler put up 10 or 11 and a couple rebounds. I mean, how does Hitler get into the Hall of Fame? But Mao Zedong doesn't. It doesn't make any sense, but he's still immortal. And the people that love him, they love him. They're immortal, right? Clark Gable's immortal. That's what it means, obviously. And that's an overstatement for a lot of people, but... Others really need to hear that because we're not talking about physical immortality here. We're talking about your name will live on, but you're going to die and you're going to die probably a lot earlier. Look at all these celebrities, musicians that die so young. And yeah, drugs, alcohol, all those things, not probably always the case why people die very, very young. You know, I mean, look at the look at the rappers, especially. I mean, you, you just, it's ev- it's everywhere. Was that the 27 Club? It's everywhere. 
So that's that's what it means. And I think a lot of people are like, oh my immortality. Drink Live forever. Juice. So I was offered the gold juice three times in my twenties, my thirties, and What's my forties. P. A lot of golden showers. In the Burbank. gold juice that I will live forever and I'll have whatever I want. The gold juice. You never offered the gold juice? No. I'm it's, I'm a scumbag comic. What's the gold juice? I don't know. I don't know, but I didn't drink it and I didn't want it. And is this in I a- noticed when all the girls, certain girls on Orange um, changed. Yeah, it's a real thing. It's like a real thing. Like, it's all a real thing. And it's scary because... They send like people after you and they can like kind of moonlight as like a friend or, you know, and, and they're wolf in sheep's clothing. And, and, and listen, you can have everything you want, all the fame in the world, all the money. I'm like, hmm, what if I just drank it? But then I, you know what I mean? Like, what if I, and I don't know what it is. It's, if it's a metaphor for the gold juice, like, you feel what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying? Mostly. And um, if there's a tincture that makes you younger, I better. That's all funny. You, know, you better let me in on this. It, it's, it's all fun and games, but I, I, I like what she says here because she says, you know, I don't know if it's a metaphor. I don't exactly know what it is. And like, I, I can't give you the answer. I don't know what it is either. I'm simply relating it to other pop culture. I'm relating it to Ambrosia mythology. It's really weird that she actually has this yellow. It's like, I don't know if it's a, it's kind of like a blouse and these yellow glasses on. And in the background of this podcast, because I never, I don't never watch this podcast, obviously, so I don't know what the background normally looks like. But there's yellow flowers in the background, and it's very strange. I mean, that alone makes me think that this is maybe staged in a sense. But she seems like, I mean, maybe she's a really good actress. She seems like she's pretty sincere, but it's not like she's the only person to say something like this. It's not like this is the first time we've ever heard anything along these lines. We see stuff like this all the time. All the time. We're going to obviously skip this break. We normally have a top of the hour break, but there's so much to talk about tonight. For example, Army Hammer. Remember Army Hammer? Army Hammer found, not Arm and Hammer, uh, Army Hammer found himself in the midst of this controversy when uh, a woman that he was intimate with made this Instagram account and shared these um, sexual interactions. Now, I'm always very skeptical of things like this because the FBI estimates 8 to 40% of sexual assault allegations are completely made up and fake. That's that's a huge percent. It's like it's 10%. I'm sorry, 10% for the FBI. Uh, major universities estimate 40%. And that includes men too. And of course, you know, rape and sexual assault also. And a lot, a lot of that happens in male prisons. So you got to factor that in as well. So I'm always skeptical of this kind of stuff. But it's weird that the Me Too movement gets all this power and attention. And like you can accuse Russell Brand of something, provide no evidence, no proof. You can accuse... Uh, Kavanaugh, who I'm not even really, I'm not even a fan of the guy defending him, but you can accuse him of something with no proof, just accusations from 10, 15, 20 years ago, case of Russell Brand. And it sticks because it's character assassination. And maybe they, maybe Russell Brand did done something too in the past, but these allegations come out of nowhere and it's hard to believe those. But when it comes to this stuff, like me too goes all the way, this stuff can't get off the starting line. Where's the, where's the focus on this? It's like, well, you know, you know, uh, they're cannibals and uh, they drink blood and 
you know, it's like, what? I mean, we'll talk all day. Look at what Russell Brand did. He, he molested those women. Do you have any proof? Well, what, what the women said it. Well, okay. That's not, that's not really proof, and it's certainly not a conviction, and it's not a justification to censor and block and get rid of somebody um, because we have a rule of law, and we're civil. We don't, we don't rule by the mob. Now, Army Hammer had rape fantasies. And that's not really out of the ordinary. Uh, uh, I'd say, we'll say an estimate 80% of the women I've been with have had rape fantasies. Not been with a ton, but almost all of them have had rape fantasies. So that's, that's not, it's like an, the, the evil man had a rape fantasy. It's like, um, actually, women have rape fantasies. There's, there's a whole book written about it. It's, it's not, it's just, it's all, it's all trauma and abuse, right? from childhood or from other relationships being molested, et cetera. That's what, what it all is. But he obviously had other interests as well. The actor was, well, 100% a cannibal. He was into cannibalism. So that's kind of, <laughs> that's messed up, right? According to the magazine Complex, while a lot of the focus and reactions from the public was being centered on his sexual fetishes, from BDSM to drinking blood. He liked to cut toes, whatever that means, and he liked cannibalism. You know, this is not like, oh, it's Ryan's opinion. This is mainstream, in-your-face, brazen. And again, I wonder, why doesn't the Army Hammer story get more attention? Why does the Russell Brand story get attention? Because in this case... It's not just somebody claiming this. It's somebody that is providing, and they don't have any images of it here. Or actually, no, there are. No, I'm sorry, there are some images here. I thought the story ended. I scrolled. It said the story was, you get to the bottom, they have that like italicis where it says the story will be updated and gives you the date and stuff. But if you scroll down below that, actually, there's there's uh, text messages. Now, it's like, people say all kinds of stuff sexually innuendos joke around play around but when you're telling somebody yeah, i want to cut your toes and eat you I, I don't know i don't know i'd be a little skeptical of that right you know if, if a guy's like yeah i can't I want, I want to eat you out oh great you know great that's that's like that would be normal but if you tell tell a girl like i want to eat you she's like i'll stop it you're like no i want to actually eat you you think that's probably there's something wrong there right i want to cut your toes drink your blood and then eat your body that's a vampire that's a cannibal, folks. That's not a sexual fetish. They're real. American Horror Story is not so fictional. They're real. Cannibals and vampires, they're real. It doesn't mean that you sleep in a coffin like Dracula. Although some of them might. It means that you drink blood. You know, and if you've ever bit your lip and drank a little blood, I mean, that kind of makes you a vampire, right? You ever kind of bite your skin off your fingers and, you know, kind of make you a cannibal, right? That's on the low end of the spectrum, though. That's just one story. How about Megan Fox? Yeah, she might not be a cannibal, but remember this? I guess to drink each other's blood might mislead people or, like, people are imagining us with, like, goblets and we're, like, Game of Thrones drinking each other's blood. It's just a few drops 
But yes, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes only. <laughs> it is used for a reason and it is controlled where it's like, let's shed a few drops of blood and each drink it. He's much more haphazard and hectic and chaotic where he's willing to just like cut his chest open with broken glass and be like, take my soul. Let me bleed on you. <laughs> it doesn't not happen, let me tell you. Maybe not exactly like that, but it a version of that has happened. See, once again here, I understand why people laugh because it's uncomfortable and it's hard to believe, but like this isn't funny. This woman just said that her her man uh cuts his wants to cuts chest cuts his chest open, says take my soul, and then like wants to bleed all over her. Like that's if you want to like blow a load on a woman. That's understandable. But if you want to bleed on her, I don't know if that's uh, stability. I think that you're kind of insane. I think you're kind of psychotic. And you either have to be those things, psychologically speaking, or it's part of some, as she said, ritualistic type thing. Right? I mean, just as, as a woman, imagine that. You know, if a guy is going to ejaculate on you, that's one thing. And I'm, I'm not sorry to be graphic. I'm just, it's real. Okay. But if a guy wants to like bleed on you, that's different. You know, like I've never, I've never like been bleeding and thought, oh, I want to, I want to bleed all over some woman. It's like, what? And she does it too. You know, you know, if you're, if you're a woman, have you ever like, you ever cut yourself or something accidentally and maybe nicked your leg shaving or whatever, and then thought, oh, I want to drip this blood on some guy. I, I think that's kind of psychotic and crazy. And I've actually had firsthand experience with this too. The first girlfriend I ever had, she wanted me to do that. She asked me to cut her with a knife and suck her blood during sex. And I said, I've only said that on the show maybe twice in 14 years. And I said that the first time I said that, someone messaged me, some woman messaged me and said, you're such a misogynist. I'm like, excuse me? How does that make me a misogynist? She wanted me to drink her blood. How does that make me a misogynist? I think you're a misandrist. Learn that word. Misandrist means the opposite of misogyny. It's how women treat men. It's just like so, there's so many double standards and it's the hypocrisy and the, and, and the inability to recognize that this isn't a joke. These people are not joking. Now, I always reference the, um, what was that movie? The Incredibles, the Pixar movie Incredibles, where uh, Elastigirl and her kids, they're on the island and they're trying to find Mr. Incredible, their dad, you know, her husband. And she tells her kids, she's like, if you, you know, if you see the, you see a guard or you see, you know, somebody, you know, with a gun, you run. Okay. This isn't like your Saturday morning cartoons. These people will not exercise restraint because you're children. They will kill you. That I always think of that. I don't know why, but I always think of that. That's what this is. Megan Fox ain't joking. Okay? Machine Gun Kelly isn't joking. Tarn, uh, Tarnia Manning isn't joking. They are serious. I don't care if you call it gold juice, call it blood, call it whatever you want to call it. They will not exercise restraint. They will kill you. They will do it. They will drink the blood. Whatever the reason is, you don't have to believe in it. Even if it's scientifically validated through Stanford University that the blood will rejuvenate your organs, and your skin. These people believe it. That's it. They believe it. And belief is a powerful thing, folks. A powerful, powerful thing. And they believe it. They do it. And Maybe that's why they're able to maintain the perception of youth. But I can tell you this right now. I look at someone like Megan Fox, 
And maybe when she was a little bit younger, before she really got into Hollywood, I thought she was pretty, but I really wasn't attracted to her. Now, I don't even think she's pretty. She not It's not just like the plastic look. It's like she sold her soul. It's like a soullessness to her. And maybe you think she's always kind of looked soulless. But it's like a soullessness to her. And when you look at this Army Hammer guy, it's the same thing. You look at this Army Hammer guy, it's like he has psycho eyes. There's something wrong with the guy. You can just see it by looking at him. These people are insane. They're crazy. They're psychotic. They're like the priest in El Dorado. Yeah, blood sacrifice, blood sacrifice, blood sacrifice, blood sacrifice. You ever seen that uh, TV show Parks and Rec? <laughs> Talk about the, the blood diamond scene. Yeah, give me those blood diamonds. Yeah, give me that blood sacrifice. And you got to so you got to balance this stuff out though. You got to objectively recognize that there's a lot of people that get on YouTube, get on TikTok, get on Instagram, get on Twitter, and they don't get banned like I do. And they sit there and they and they'll they'll play the video of Megan Fox talking and they'll play the video of 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 this Manning lady. And that's the proof for them to wildly suggest to you that their opinion is factual. And then they just start ranting and they go off like, you know, adrenochrome QAnon and Donald Trump saved some children from a cage and, you know, drag them out of the dungeon. And it's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Because when you say stupid stuff like that, it distracts from the fact that Joe Biden is kissing little kids on live TV and telling little girls that he can't wait to see them when they get, you know, or he wishes they were younger and wait, wait till they get a little bit older. So, oh, they're going to they're look real nice. It's like it's like a guy at a butcher shop picking out a piece of meat. These people are psychotic. They're totally crazy. And it's an incredible double standard. And that that distraction from, you know, well, like like Tony and John Podesta. There's physical email documentation proof of their relationship to Marina Abramovic, who Voldemort, I call him Zelensky of Ukraine, fighting that occult World War Three with with his Nazi legions that are literally Nazi Wolf's Hook uh, Azov battalion that we parade around Congress. We're like, we hate Nazis and we parade real Nazis around Congress. Canada hates fascists, but they provide they, they literally applauded a, a, a living Nazi in Canada. Remember that? Everybody got up and applauded. Yeah, yeah, genocide. Yeah, killing everybody because that's who these people are. That's why that's the same thing in the U.S. That's why we back we back what's happening in Gaza. Yeah, kill those kids. Fifty two to fifty four percent children. Yeah, kill them all for Moloch, man. Moloch and Rimfam and Shion and Apis and kill them for the kill them. Kill all those kids for the for for the bull for the demon. It's the same Aztec priests. It's the same priest from El Dorado. It's eyes wide shut. It's the, all that Kubrick wasn't wrong. That was a, a kind way of showing you what happens in Hollywood. There's Megan Fox. Okay, and then you have Mach- uh, Machine Gun Kelly. You have Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie, the blood vial. I mean, is it just for show? I mean, they, they all do the same thing. So it's like you'd think that if you were a Hollywood couple or a couple in general, I mean, there are general things that you do, right? You get somebody flowers, you... You know, you go out to dinner to tr- like typical romantic type things, whatever. Those are pretty universal, but people also do unique things for each other. Why is it when you hear about these things in Hollywood, they're all doing the same thing? That's the thing that always got me. 
It's like, well, that song really wasn't about the devil. That was really about a boyfriend. That was really about the industry. It's like, you know, I hear that so often that I start to think, actually, I think it is about the devil. I think the boyfriend is the metaphor. I think the industry is the metaphor. I think it actually is about the devil. I think they're literal devil worshipers, which means that they worship the opposite of life. They worship death. And, and not like Santa Morta death, which is the honoring to death, memento mori. They worship death. They, they want death. They've sold their souls. They, in, in an unconscious way, they probably want to die. They want to get out of this hell that they've created on earth and just accept their suffering and punishment. Others will do whatever they have to do to survive and live forever. That's not even like a, my personal opinion. If you read, a, I mean, like, for example, I think it's in the Magus by Francis Barrett. He talks about that. It might even be in Kurt Seligman's The Mirror of Magic, like these these wicked black magicians who deal in these kinds of, of, of goods. You know, the more, as Eliphas Levi said, the more horrible the operation, the more it uh, strongly it, act, it activates or acts on the imagination. Yeah. And the more you do that, the more you have to do it. Because the devil's always trying to trick you up and deceive you. You made a deal with a known liar. Figuratively, symbolically, metaphorically, whatever you want to call it. Of course the devil's going to try to trick you. Of course the demons are. They're going to try to prevent you from achieving whatever it is that you think you are going to get by making that deal. You know, I am... I know that this show is perceived by some people as being very dark, but uh, my intention for those of you who can see it, certainly, and I know confirm this for me, th- th- this is about helping to shed light on all this and to try to bring objectivity to it because it's like, I don't believe the QAnon story, but that doesn't mean Jeffrey Epstein didn't do some terrible stuff. I don't believe that, uh, you know, I want to, I, I don't think that all the people that live in Israel are, are evil. I'm actually on the side of the majority of the people who live in Israel, which includes Gentiles who don't like their government because they know it's corrupt. And I don't want to see kids, you know, uh, in rubble uh, having white phosphorus dropped on them. You know what white phosphorus does? It peels the skin away. It eats the skin away down to the bone. Oh, that's horrific. The only thing more horrific than that, folks, is sitting behind a computer or going to a voting booth and voting for people that freaking support it. That's evil. Because you can sit in the comfort of your own home playing with your kids and being like, yeah, bomb those kids. You're a psychopath. And most people don't even recognize it because they're they have a double standard. They're hypocrites. And they don't even they and if they do acknowledge or realize they don't want to acknowledge it. That's really what's happening. War is not good. What happened to the liberals that used to hate war? Where's the where are those liberals at? I used to be friends with them. We used to do anti-war protests. Now they got Now they got a hard on for war. It's aggressive and violent. It's disgusting on both sides. I'm just so sick of it. It's the same ideology driving that, though, that drives the entertainment complex. I mean, my God, look at people like Billie Eilish. What does Billie Eilish mean? Bill E. It's Bill, Bill, Ball, Ball. She has some of her bandmates dressed in Balenciaga. Balenciaga. In that Balenciaga scandal with the kids that were... um, Looked like they had been drugged or molested or prepared to be molested in the in those pictures. 
And they had the they actually had the Supreme Court case that said you can simulate child abuse and like sexual molestation of the youth, which is freaking disgusting. They put that in the freaking pictures, man. They put it in the pictures. You can see it. You can read it. You can look it up for yourself. It's there. And one of the women behind all that, she she has pictures of herself on Instagram holding dead babies. And like she's like it's like Lilith, the aborter, the temptress, the destroyer. Lamashtu. The demon of lust, the demon of the, the succubi, the demon of, of night. That's that's Diablo. Welcome to hell. That's who these people are. And that's Balenciaga, Billie Eilish. She uses ball and Balenciaga. And in those pictures, you see Balenciaga spelled incorrectly so that it includes the name ball as it was originally spelled. Like, what are the chances of that? That's not that's not coincidence. Billie Eilish, Eilish or Elish is the term for on high. Her name is the first king of hell, ball on high. And then she does videos, you know, the run this town video, the the cold in my kingdom eyes, that's hell, as Dante said, cold kingdom, where she says, all I want to hear is, I want to hear you scream. I want to hear people in pain. I want to hear you die. And while she's saying that stuff, she's wearing a crown with spiders crawling all over her. What is that? When I first saw that, I had to go back to my occult arcana book and, well, there it is. Colin de Plancy's depiction of Ball, crowned with the spiders. And her name has that reference, and she uses Ball Linciaga. These people are serious, and I don't think it's Billie Eilish. I think she's been seriously physically abused. I wouldn't doubt that at all. As I'm not starting a rumor. I just think that I look at her, I think she's been seriously abused. And she's just a puppet. You know, uh, you listen to those things that she sings. Like, look at the singer Poppy, as I've pointed out before. I mean, my God. See Me in a Crown, that's the name of the song. Here, let me pull it up and play it for you. And like all these references to Baal, not to mention like what's happening with Israel and the hexagram and all that, that's Baal. It's Baal worship. And Baal is the devil. Baal is the king of hell. Some Billie Eilish, they got that. You know, that eye drug, binaural beat stuff. And she's possessed. The devil's waiting till the world is his. Visions I vandalize. I mean, that is the epitome of the Hollywood machine. Uh, When this Manning lady rejected the golden juice. When you drink it, though, you get fame and fortune. And you get to live forever, she says. Yeah. They control your image and your identity forever. You die, figuratively and literally. And then the machine has you, the beast has you. Visions distorted, your vision of being famous and wealthy and powerful. Uh Uh-uh, don't think so. Visions I vandalize, cold in my kingdom size. You should see me in a crowd. You just it's literally the demon ball. I mean it's it's insane. I've never heard anybody else point this out. It's the demon ball. Singing about death and it's the devil. That's who these people are, folks. And it's like, well, oh, Billy Irish. It's like it's it's not Billy Eilish. 
she's a puppet. Like the puppet in Gravity Falls that Bill Cipher, he strips the kid's soul. It's a kid's show. He offers him all the secrets of the universe, 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 universe. Hunts kids and kills them and makes, what did he say in that one episode of Gravity Falls? I've got some kids I want to turn into corpses. It's like, that's a kid's show. Who do you think these people are? Peter Thiel wants to inject himself with young people's blood, he says. That was in 2016. Peter Thiel wants to take blood from young people. He explained on Bloomberg TV in 2014, taking human growth hormone pills as part of a plan to live 120 years. What does he say it does? It helps maintain muscle mass so you're much less likely to get bone injuries and arthritis. What's a human growth hormone pill? How, how, how does this whole blood thing work? I don't know. It kind of sounds very similar to American Horror Story and taking the pills to get this talent. Kind of sounds like drinking the blood of your savior to obtain everlasting life, which is a beautiful thing because it has to do with fertility and agriculture, crops and sex and children and, and culture and society and, and families and, and, and all that. Everything is in that sense sexual. The dance, the, evolu- the, the, the revolution, the, the cycles. But these people take it as a literal thing. And Peter Thiel is on the other side. I mean, he, he was a Trump delegate, so he's on the political right. A lot of political leftists like this stuff. I, I used to, actually got rid of it because I just couldn't stand to look at it, but I had a copy of that Magic for the Resistance book where they're like, and look, you don't, personally, I don't like Trump. Personally, I don't like Trump. I like some things he did, but I don't like Trump. And people that they hear that and they're like, oh, you like the things he did. He molested women. Okay, you're an idiot. I like some of the things he did where he gave people that were in prison by Joe Biden's drug laws. I like that he let those people out for nonviolent drug offenses. That was a good thing, wouldn't you say? That's why he has massive support in the black community. That was a good thing. My point is, I don't necessarily I don't like Trump at all, really. I don't I don't think I don't want to see him become president again. He's Emmanuel Goldstein, as far as I'm concerned. Certainly don't want Joe Biden to be president. But, you know, People are in this book that was written, this uh, Magic for the Resistance, huge book, big. I got it in Portland, actually, funny enough, at uh, PALS. It teaches you how to perform bindings of Donald Trump and political opponents. It's like these people have no idea what they're I don't care if it's a book about how to bind Joe Biden. You don't do that kind of stuff. You have no idea what you're tampering with, what you're dealing with. The simple fact that you'd even entertain such an idea means that you're very lost, that something has possession of you. These people that are like, I'm a witch. I'm going to conjure up something to hurt Donald Trump. It's like, okay, Darwin's theory of evolution is correct because if you do that, what is going to happen to you will be 10 times as worse as what you hope to happen to somebody else. You, you, you want that power. with no with, You don't want to do anything to obtain that power. You just want to project it, project it, project it, and hurt people. And again, I'd say the same thing if you were like, I'm going to bind Joe Biden. Don't do that. He's bound himself. Don't play with these things. Respect them because they're powerful. It's the mind, the willpower. It can change reality. Be careful. More of the secret teachings coming up after this. I'm Ryan Gable. 
If you want to grab a copy of one of my books, Garden of Hallucinations, Occult Arcana, www.thesecretteachings.info. More after this. Don't go anywhere. You are tuned into The Secret Teachings Radio. You can listen to new episodes Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio for an exploration into parapolitics, the occult, pop conspiracy, history, symbolism, and so much more. If you missed the live show, check out our free archive at thesecretteachings.info or use the RSS feed on the site to plug into your podcast and radio apps. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If you want more of The Secret Teachings Radio, check out one of Ryan's five books, Liberty Shrugged, an unconventional look at American history, Garden of Hallucinations, an overview of ancient mystery traditions, symbols, and sacred religious texts. Occult Arcana, a massive compendium of all things occult. The Technological Elixir, a look at everything from AI and the occult music industry to UFOs and COVID-19. And the fifth book, Food Philosophy. All five books are available only at thesecretteachings.info. For alternative forms of payment, please contact Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com This is David Icke and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. And Octan, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, The Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. Think about your hero when you're at Ground Zero and call up to the fall back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. You are listening to the secret teachings radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Tonight's show is... For some people, probably pretty dark. For others, perhaps, who can see through the darkness like an owl in the night. Minerva. Wisdom. You see that it's actually quite illuminating. Golden Juice, the Black Ambrosia Mass. 
when you go to church, you take the blood of the Savior, you take the bread of the Savior, the cracker and the wine or the cracker and the juice or the biscuit, whatever you choose to call it. You consume that, you're consuming the body and the blood. And people think and tell me when I do shows like this, it's not the same thing, Ryan. That's, that's not blood drinking. That's not cannibalism. Well, tongue-in-cheek, yeah, it is. But let's be objective about it. In order to get past the tongue-in-cheek uh, you know, observation, if you will, of it being blood drinking and, and cannibalism, you have to be able to recognize that it has an, al- an agricultural origin. And Christians are very skeptical to do that. Oh, it's not agricultural. It's literal. Okay. Well, if it's, if it's so literal, then you are talking about really drinking the blood and eating the flesh. Which is what Peter Griffin said. He's like, oh, is that the blood of Christ? Yes. Man, that guy must have been wasted 24 hours a day. Right? I think they, had that. I think they did that in two episodes. But, the, the, you know, you have to realize, okay, if it's not... If it's not if it's not agricultural, they say, well, it has to be literal. Okay, well, it's not literal. Well, then what is it? Christians can't make up their mind. It's not literal, but it's not it's not a metaphor. It's not an allegory. Like, what is it then? Uh, you got to explain to me what it is. It's just it's faith. That doesn't make any sense. That's you saying something because you don't know what you're talking about. And here comes some sirens. So they're coming after me again. <laughs> Can you hear the sirens? I keep the mic gate open. Hello, hello. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to get killed. My friend Andrew uh, at Nexus Occult Books in Tucson is always joking about me with that, or joking about that with me. He's always like, he's like, every time he sees me, he, I may buy a book or something, or he gives me a book. He's like, don't worry. He's like, he gave me a copy of the Golden Bow because I've never actually read it embarrassingly. So, so he gives me a copy of the Golden Bow, and I said, he's like, he's like, here, you can just have this. And I said, really? I, are you just going to give it to me? He said, yeah, sure. He's like, I'll get it back anyway because you're going to, they're going to kill you soon. They already deplatformed you. So, <laughs> I think it's funny. I, I, I'm not scared of death, and it's just a joke. But some people get, take this stuff real seriously. I'm, I'm just joking about the sirens. But some people take this stuff real seriously. Like, it's the literal blood, the literal body of Christ. Okay, I mean, you don't think Welch's grape juice is the real blood. Well, once it's blessed, it becomes the blood. Okay, that's called, uh, that's called imagination. That's called belief, the power of belief, right? It's figurative. And it relates to agriculture, right? The sun penetrates the earth, the sun, the water, the birthing fluids, the crops that grow. The God resides in the crop. Saturn with his scythe is the grim reaper. Death, his myth is that he plants in us the seeds of our own destruction. He is a necessary evil. How would you know that Luke Skywalker is good unless Darth Vader was clearly evil? The Dark Father, Darth Vader. How would you know that Palpatine is evil unless you had something to compare him with? Real evil is like Senator Palpatine, though. He hides and manipulates and deceives. And then he finally shows his true colors of who he is. And then he uses his scars. The attack on my life has left me scarred. 
and reorganize the Republic into the First Galactic Empire. That's how liberty dies, to the sound of thunderous applause. And that's how spirituality dies, folks, to the sound of thunderous ignorance. Proud ignorance. It's not, it's not literal. Or it is literal. It's not literal. It's not, make up your mind. What is it then? What is the blood in the body? It's wheat and grapes. It's the sun and water. Fire and water. It's the soil, earth. It's the air, wind that blows the seeds. And those seeds are also the seminal fluid. That's why Osiris and Orion have a relationship. Orion, the hunter, his name means sperm. It's seminal, it's seminal fluid. It impregnates the earth. This is all about life and death. It's all about giving thanks for life. That's what Thanksgiving week, right? Thanksgiving week, it's not just like an American holiday. People are like, oh, they massacred the Indians. It's like, you have such a superficial view of history. It's actually quite embarrassing. As an American, I'm embarrassed by the lack of historical knowledge that the average American has, and I don't even have that much. I'm not that smart. I listen, I could listen to, you know, listen to some historians and, and authors, and I'm like, wow, I, I know absolutely nothing. I, I like, I know nothing. But I do know that I was actually talking with Scott Walter about this uh, from the History Channel uh, at at the event in Vegas, and or he was discussing it. He had talked about how you know the Templars had been in the Americas, Scandinavians were here. I mean, hell, the freaking they found Joman pottery in Brazil, and I was David Childress told me they found it in another place too. It's like, do you, have any, do, you know what that, do you have any idea what that even implies? If they find it, they find Jomon pottery. Look up Jomon pottery. Somehow Jomon pottery was hyper sophisticated. And then the Yayoi came later and theirs was less sophisticated. It's like, okay, that makes sense. Primitive hunter gatherers created sophisticated, culturally advanced pottery. But the Yayoi that came much, much later, theirs was really plain and boring. That's like the pyramids that were dilapidated, that were built much later after the Great Pyramids. The Egyptians didn't build those. And listen, um, Cleopatra ain't black. And you know who's upset about that? Black people? You know who's upset? Egyptians? Museums? Facts? Netflix, we gotta make Cleopatra black. She wasn't black. <laughs> it's so, so ridiculous. It just doesn't. Anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting off point here. The point is, the golden juice, the black ambrosia mess. There is a way to do it that is beautiful and divine. That's the drinking of the blood, the eating of the flesh. It's a symbol of taking the nurture, uh, the nurturing qualities of the earth and of the sun into your body. It nourishes you. It provides for you. That's beautiful. When you invert it and you're like, I'm going to drink real blood and I'm going to cut your toes and I'm going to eat you, like Army Hammer said to some women. That's unholy. That's sacrilege. Here we have Taryn Manning. She's wearing the gold blouse, the gold glasses, slightly blonde hair, gold yellow flowers in the background. Really makes this whole thing pop. She's on this 
podcast talking about the golden juice that she was offered. Let me play it for you again. And please don't mind the the music. I didn't put the music behind it, but this is what's on uh, what I could find online. If it plays. See, it doesn't want me to play it. I drink the Kool-Aid. You don't drink the gold juice. So I was offered the gold juice three times in my 20s, my 30s, and What's my 40s. Pee? <laughs> A lot of golden showers. In the Burbank. gold juice that I will live forever and I'll have whatever I want. The gold juice. You never offered the gold juice? No. I'm it's, I'm a scumbag comic. What's the gold juice? I don't know. I don't know, but I didn't drink it and I didn't want it. And Is this in I a- noticed when all the girls, certain girls on Orange um, changed. Yeah, it's a real thing. It's like a real thing. Like, it's all a real thing, and it's scary because they send, like, people after you, and they can, like, kind of moonlight as, like, a friend or, you know, and, and they're wolf in sheep's clothing. And, and, and listen, you can have everything you want, all the fame in the world, all the money. I'm like, hmm, what if I just drank it? But then I, you know what I mean? Like, what if I, and I don't know what it is. It's, if it's a metaphor for the gold juice, like, you feel what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying? Mostly. And um, if there is a tincture that makes you younger, I better know where you better let me in on this. Well, like I, I, if I reach out to this woman and try to get her on my show, you think she's going to come on my show? You know, you think I can get Megan Fox on my show? I don't think so. They go on these podcasts or they just they do interviews for magazines and they say this stuff and nobody asks them real questions. I wouldn't be laughing at this girl. I'd say, OK, you're an actress. So how can we believe what you're saying is real? That's an, that's that would be a good question to ask her. See how she reacts. How how does she you know respond to that? Ask her. Do you know about ambrosia, that yellow golden nectar of the gods? And if she says yes or no, you say it's quite peculiar that you've chosen to do this interview, assuming that you knew you were going to talk about this, wearing gold glasses and a golden yellow shirt. Find that interesting. Are you making this up? Is this real? What do you think the golden juice is? Like, those are the questions you ask. Why don't people don't ask those questions? It's just like Megan Fox, you know, being interviewed for this magazine. She's like, how many drink? They drink the blood and he cuts his chest and he wants me to bleed, wants to bleed on me. It's like, oh, I think most men would want to like blow a load all over Megan Fox, not drain their veins on Megan Fox. Doesn't really make any logical sense. I mean, people, it's just like psych, totally psychotic. Remember Billy Bob Thornton? And Angelina Jolie. And this is a long time ago. But they had this vial of blood. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton explained, I think this was Billy Bob Thornton's explanation, the Hollywood reporter. He said, vial of blood is very simple. Angie comes home one day with a kit she bought, which is a, you know, these lockets you buy that are clear and you put a picture of your granny in it or something like that and wear it around your neck. That's what it was. She bought two of those. We were apart a lot because she's off making Tomb Raider and I'm making Monsters Ball. We were on opposite ends. We see each other for two weeks and whatever. She thought it would be interesting and romantic if we took a little razor blade and sliced our fingers, smeared a little blood on these lockets, and you wear it around your neck just like you wear your son or daughter, son or daughter's baby hair in one. Same thing. From that, we were wearing court jars of blood around our necks. And he laughs. And we were vampires and we lived in a dungeon. Oh, it's all, it's all fun. It's all just so funny. How many of you have actually been asked to do something like that? I'm curious. Email me. I had a girl one time ask me to cut her and drink her blood. 
That only happened once. So I'm sure that this is something that happens. But this is, a lot of celebrities are into this. A lot of celebrities are into this kind of stuff. So you go go down the list again. You know, Kiss printed a comic book back in 1977 with Stan Lee and Marvel. The ink contained blood from members of the band. The blood was donated, of course, and then it was mixed with red ink and used to print a Marvel comic super special, Kiss. Sold half a million copies. Best-selling single issue since the relaunch of Spider-Man in the 1990s. Personally, I want to see, like like Clyde Lewis does, I want to see a Kiss Save Santa. I want to see a whole Kiss Save Santa episode of Family Guy. Uh, Tony Hawk recently did something to the same effect. Tony Hawk... Uh, had blood taken. Hey, what's up? I'm Tony Hawk, and I recently became an ambassador for Liquid Death Mountain Water. Apparently, I didn't read the fine print, and now Liquid Death officially owns my soul and my blood, too. It's very confusing, and we're going to use it for skateboard graphics. So they're going to mix my blood into the paint and do a limited run of skateboards using my real blood in the graphics. But some of the profits will go towards killing plastic pollution and to building skate parks in underserved communities. <laughs> yeah, so I guess go to liquiddeath.com to get skateboards with my blood in it. Wait, if you have my blood, that means you have my DNA. No clones. Get the Liquid Death skateboard infused with 100% real Tony Hawk today. Wow, you can own your very own piece of Birdman, but hurry. Isn't that weird that they they'd say, they say, well, it's you know to help build skate parks for underprivileged people and... They do kind stuff with with the with the money. Oh, they're, they're so kind. That's how they throw you off the trail. Make a joke about it. Oh, they took my blood. They took my soul. They took my DNA. We got to get rid of plastic pollution, and we got to help inner city kids learn how to skateboard. So you're like, oh, they're so kind. It's so beautiful. It's so loving. It's so wonderful. Meanwhile, they're mixing this guy's blood in with paint. And they're painting skateboards with it, and it's liquid death, and they took a soul. And Who does that appeal to? 80% of America is Christian. Who does that appeal to? It doesn't make any sense. Who, do, who the hell does that appeal to? A bunch of kids? Okay, a bunch of kids. Like, wow, wow. It's the same thing every time. Why is it always the same? Every single one of these types of videos, it's always the same thing. At all the songs in Hollywood, you know, it's all, oh, Taylor Swift singing about a bad boyfriend. Okay, she probably is. But what about all the other ones? All the songs about, oh, they made a deal with the devil. They, 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 they had sex with the devil. They did this or this or that or that with the devil. How about Avril Lavigne? I fell in love with the devil. Oh, it's about a guy. Yeah, it's about a guy. But if you watch the video, I just pulled it up. Black dress, black hearse. And then as she goes on, she ends up in the white robes and she's in the coffin. And if I skip ahead, I believe. Yeah, it's it's a it's a Rosicrucian. It's a Rosicrucian custom to bury the body in a glass coffin or something that's see-through. That's Snow White. And she's in a white dress in the see-through coffin, a minute 20 in the video, 
what do you think that represents? Like, what do you think that means? It's not just, oh, it's a bad boyfriend. These people are, and I'm not even saying Avril Lavigne is. I don't, that's the thing. I don't think like Avril Lavigne and Billie Eilish. I mean, Avril Lavigne's been around forever, so maybe she knows a little bit. But I don't think these people are like super well versed in this stuff per se. I think it's a handful of people that run the industry. Like if you hired me to make this video and Avril Lavigne came up to me and said, I want to do a song about the devil. I was fell in love with the devil, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'd say, okay, well, what kind of imagery do you want? We want to have black and red and white. And I'd be like, all right, let's do this, 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 and this. I would do pretty much the same thing that they did for this video. Broken rose petals falling. That's like Beauty and the Beast, right? And then she ends up dancing with the devil, and she's the red dress. The woman in red. Lady in red. It's all about a guy. It's all about the industry. Don't you think that maybe they could come up with something, I don't know, ucking original? It's all the same. And we're not talking about satanic panic. We're not talking about like death metal bands and you know, like Marilyn Manson stuff. That's shock value. This stuff is so consistent. Uh, it's it's because these people actually worship the devil. And like you listen to Avril Lavigne, like Skater Boy ain't about the devil, right? Skater Boy's not about that. Neither was Ocean Eyes by Billie Eilish. That wasn't about that. It's almost like contractual. You have every so often, every so many albums or songs, you have to do something like this. So crazy. I got to play the Tony Hawk thing again. You know, I can't. I don't know how many of you have heard this before, but let me. I got to play the Tony Hawk thing again. And I won't talk this time. Hey, what's up? I'm Tony Hawk, and I recently became an ambassador for Liquid Death Mountain Water. Apparently, I didn't read the fine print, and now Liquid Death officially owns my soul and my blood, too. It's very confusing. And we're going to use it for skateboard graphics. So they're going to mix my blood into the paint and do a limited run of skateboards using my real blood in the graphics. But some of the profits will go towards killing plastic pollution and to building skate parks in underserved communities. Yeah, so I guess go to liquiddeath.com to get skateboards with my blood in it. Wait, if you have my blood, that means you have my DNA. No clones. Get the Liquid Death skateboard infused with 100% real Tony Hawk today. Wow, you can own your very own piece of Birdman, but her... See, this is that kind of, like, algorithmic type stuff because you throw soul, blood, DNA, and satanic, demonic, devil type stuff, and everybody, oh, it's got to click on it, got to click on it, got to click on it, click, 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 it's clickbait kind of stuff. Another good example of that's Lil Nas X, who I don't think is talented and I don't know what that, you know what that is? Actually, when I talked to Freeway Ricky Ross, the real Rick Ross, not the fake guy that went to college and then pretended to be a gangster, uh, every day I'm hustling, hustling, hustling. No, you're not. Every day you're going to class. Lil Nas X is another example of, you know, uh, Tyler Perry, uh, I can't even think of all the all the guys. Uh, Martin Lawrence. You know what happened with him? Um, there's so many of these. But my point is, they got him wearing a dress, and this is what Rick Ross said to us. He said, "He's like, man, they they want these black guys wearing dresses. They emasculate them. They have absolutely destroyed black families since at least the '60s. People don't know that black families were actually much more. There was a higher rate of marriage." And a higher sense, generally, statistically, a higher rate of marriage. 
less uh, smaller rate of divorce and a much stronger community bond, which you can't really provide statistics for, according to the famous, uh, very famous and super my favorite, super good author, uh, uh, Thomas Sowell. He said there and he showed the statistics like the, the p- black families had more uh, structure and and commitment one generation after slavery than they did in the 60s. And how, how did that happen? You'd think families would have been broken apart at the beginning of the, you know, the next century. Why, why, why did it take 75 years for that for it to happen? Because there were political movements that couldn't use race-based slavery as a justification anymore to target these people. So they had to use other forms, economic, social, etc. Olnaz X is an example of that. Masculate the men, take them out of the house. And what happened to the black community, folks, is what's happening to every community. My friend Mike Dina, we've been talking about that for over 10 years. We used to talk about that all the time on, uh, when we were on Dark Matter. It's like, well, why would, why would you care about that kind of stuff? Because it's happening to everybody. Everybody. Black people are just an example. They're a testing ground for what's happening to every family. That's why if you get on Black Lives Matter's website, I have, a re- I have original printouts of this. It says their goal was to destroy the nuclear family structure. How can BLM, in support of black people, say that their goal is to help black people but simultaneously destroy the family, which has devastated black communities? Because they're Marxists. They hate families in their own words. Um, uh, we're trained Marxists, and they're also practitioners of, 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 of um, a form of kind of like voodoo-like Wiccan-type, not Wiccan, that's not the right word, but voodoo-type black magic. In their own words, we pour out libations to the spirits. We call on them to do things for us politically. It's like, wow, they said that out loud. I mean, hell, you had the one woman from from BLM. She dressed up like Lucifer and, and reenacted the Garden of Eden. Who do you think these people are? It's all ritual, pomp, pageantry, blood drinking, literally, figuratively, golden juice, putting black guys in dresses to demean them and to destroy black families. Lil Nas X, and then he's pouring his blood into 666 pairs of Nike Air Max 97s and selling them for $1,000, which is an energy transfer. These people are all magicians. All of them. Here's another one. Julia Fox. I've talked about her before. Just five years, six years ago. She had her own. She had an art show called R.I.P. Julia Fox, and it was a collection of artwork where she used her own blood to create the paintings. It's oh, it's the same thing over and over and over again. She said, "I extracted the blood with a syringe and used the syringe to paint on the silk. It wasn't as bad as it seems. I love the way blood bleeds into fabrics. I think the color is mesmerizing. I feel like blood is so precious, and it's only right that it be displayed on a fabric which is just so precious. Yes, so precious, but you'll sell it for a, for a little monetary gain." Psychopath. Jim Parikh from True Blood. Funny enough. He's not he's not joking when he said he he, he drinks his own blood. People are like, oh, it's so funny. Ha 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 ha. It's so funny. And then he said, no, no, I'm not, I'm not joking. He explained that his thirst for blood was similar to quote, the reason some people want alcohol. Doesn't do it regularly, but he says he does it a couple times a year. He said, it's more like an impulse. I guess the best way to put it is sometimes I just like the way it tastes. I don't mean copious amounts of blood. I'm not getting a glass of it or something. But if you drink it, it does something to you emotionally. It's hard to describe. It's kind of like you're in the moment and the impulse comes and I like it. Oh, I bet you do. 
Very similar to Megan Fox. What'd she say? We don't drink a lot of it, just some of it. And then I cut his chest and drink his blood. I guess to drink each other's blood might mislead people or like people are imagining us with like goblets and we're like Game of Thrones drinking each other's blood. It's just a few drops. It's just a few drops. Just a few. Just a few. Just like Jim Parrick said. I don't mean in copious amounts of blood. I'm not getting a glass or something. But if you just drink it, you get this feeling. You get all charged up. Yeah, just like the psychologist Kurt Boggs in the TV show Evil. Just like the writer, and I forget his name, in American Horror Story. You get all charged up and then you can write something and then your agent sends it to Netflix and like, it's beautiful, it's wonderful, it's great, it's greenlit, you're good. And it just took you a little bit of, 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 of blood to do it. Animal blood, children's blood, whatever you want to drink. This is a mixture of symbolism, metaphor, archetypes, and so much more. We reference the Bible, Leviticus 17, 13 through 14. For the flesh, or for the life rather, for the life of all flesh, its blood is its life. Therefore, I say to the Israel people, Israelite people, which is all people wandering aimlessly looking for the promised land inside of you, you shall not partake of the blood of any flesh for the life of all flesh is its blood. Anyone who partakes of it shall be cut off. This is part of the reason that I am, a, 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 for the most part, like a vegan. I don't know how you define veganism, which is why I say for the most part, but for the most part, I'm vegan. The Bhagavad Gita says the same thing. All the sacred texts do. All of them. And I can tell you something else. When people make the claim that a lot of sacred texts are um, can, like they're all for about all for control. I don't I don't think that. I don't think that because what you learn when you read enough of them is you find this parallel theme, this sophisticated philosophy that really predates ancient man. Came from the gods, sure, altered states of consciousness. That's where I would th- say it comes from. And it opens you to things that are incredible. And you can't teach them. You can claim, I'm going to open a mystery school. I'm going to teach an ascension class, like David Wilcox says. And I'm going to teach you how to levitate and do this and this and get superpowers. All I can tell you is get rid of those definitions. But there are certain paranormal abilities we all have. It's real. Just not in a Hollywood sense. John 6, 53 through 57. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at that last day. For my flesh is real blood, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. Sounds very vampiric, doesn't it? It's not literal. Well, then why did Jesus say, for my flesh is real and blood is real? My f- flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. It's, it's, a, it's symbolic. It's agricultural. Because the flesh is the wheat. The blood is the grape juice. Fermented. Alchemical transformation. Jesus turning water into wine. That's what all this stuff means. That's where it all comes from. Golden juice to the black mass. And when you, in the final equation, as we come up on the end of the show, when you step beyond the metaphor, the sensationalism and the shock value, the magical world, that Hollywood beast, movie magic, Hollywood wands, the magicians, 
the scripts. You know, Christopher Nolan wrote Oppenheimer on red paper. Hollywood Beast is filled with the offerings of ambrosia, that substance which makes you immortal, but only on the illusory silver screen of the moon, colored silver, to falsely illuminate the physical world. It's an illusion. That's why Billie Eilish, in that song, singing as the devil, saying that the visions are distorted. The devil distorts the visions. Yeah, the devil vandalizes those visions. You fell for what you thought was innocence. You should see me in a crowd. A devil. It's just everywhere. Anyway, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Golden Juice, Black Ambrosia, Mass. Artie Gable at Yahoo.com, TST Radio at ProtonMail.com. Please grab a copy of one of my books that supports the show. Listen on Spreaker. Leave us, leave us a review on Apple. Check out Aftermath.media. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. I'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Broadcast.